Hello everyone, this is the Connected Family Podcast, episode number 27. This podcast is produced by Connections Family Counseling, LLC, a group counseling practice located in Quincy, Illinois, that helps build resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families. My name is Mark Vanderlei, and I'm your host. Today's episode is all about how to build self-esteem in your children. Welcome back to the Connected Family Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how to build your child's self-esteem. This is a really important topic. Um, Also, however, one that we do talk about quite a bit in our culture. I don't know about you, but as a parent, I often think about my child's self-esteem. I might even worry about it a little bit. And I think our culture talks about the importance of self-esteem quite a bit. Part of me wants to push back on that importance and think, um, well, maybe my child's self-esteem isn't so important, so important, and maybe we focus a little bit too much on how my child feels about themselves and making sure that they're confident and that only positive things in order happen to them in order that they have good self-esteem. But as I was reflecting on this a little bit more, um, what I came to believe is that maybe my misunderstanding there or that perspective on kind of downplaying the importance of self-esteem has more to do with a misunderstanding on my part about what self-esteem is. When I think about self-esteem as always feeling good about oneself, um, only positive things happening, never making any mistakes, and always having success in life, then I think success, self-esteem maybe isn't all it's cracked up to be. But as you'll find today in this episode, we'll discover the definition of self-esteem and some real practical ways that you can help to create self-esteem in your child, even if there are some failure experiences that the child has along the way. And maybe even because your child has some failure experiences. So our first question becomes, what is self-esteem? As I was teaching a class not long ago in Psychology 101, I started to read the textbook, amazingly, um, and really found some wonderful things in that textbook about what self-esteem is. And self-esteem is really broken down into several different areas. There is non-academic self-esteem, and then there is academic self-esteem. Academic self-concept is divided into the subjects of math, science, English, and social studies, whereas non-academic self-esteem includes the areas of social, emotional, and physical self-concepts. So that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Self-esteem has to do with the way that a child thinks about themselves in two different areas, the academic realm and in the non-academic realm. And then those two areas are broken down into the specific subjects that a child would encounter in the school day, if we're talking about the academic realm, and then the social, emotional, and physical self-concepts if we're talking about those areas outside the academic realm. Then researchers refer to global self-esteem as the combination of both academic and non-academic self-esteem. Okay, so that gives us a better definition of what self-esteem is, and it moves it away from all positive feelings and never making any mistakes and never having any experiences of failure and really moves it into this idea of how I feel about myself in a couple of different areas that are very specific. 
And so here's a quote from Broderick and Blewett that talks about kind of how we determine or how a child experiences self-esteem. And it says this, that's the greater discrepancy between adequacy in some domain and importance of that domain, the greater the negative impact on self-esteem. So in other words, self-esteem is made when a child experiences success in a domain that is highly important to them. So if your child believes that they want to be a engineer or a mathematician or a scientist when they grow up, then maybe math is a really, really important academic domain for them. And so if they are not very successful, that means, so the discrepancy between adequacy, so maybe they're getting really low grades in math, but they want to be a scientist or a, an astronaut or an engineer. And so they're seeing a discrepancy between my grades and this thing that's really important to me, math. And so they might have lower self-esteem. But maybe your child is like super talented in regards to history and can remember all kinds of facts or is um, um, really interested in history, uh, reads a lot of history or watches a lot of history documentaries or something like that. Um, but it's not as important to them. So they wouldn't then derive as much self-esteem from that area. So we'll talk a little bit more about what can you do uh, in the future, in, in a few minutes here, if that is the case for your child. So the idea is to identify what are the really, really important domains for my child in the academic world and in the non-academic aspects of self-esteem, and then determine, okay, how can I help them to grow and, ex and uh, encourage growth and excel in those areas that are very, very important to them. So maybe sports is really important to your son and particularly son or daughter, and maybe particularly soccer is really important to them. So you would help them to uh, practice soccer. You might be in the backyard practicing soccer with them, sign them up for a team, maybe sign them up for some extra coaching, and maybe most importantly, just be playing with them um, on your own. And because that's really important to them, that will be very valuable for them and they will increase their self-esteem as they learn and grow. So the two areas that I would really encourage you to focus on if you're help hoping to help build your child's self-esteem is one, support, two, developing competence. So the role of the parent, as I said, is to discover what their child is most important, what is most important to their child, and then to support it. So if it's soccer, support soccer. If it's math, support math. As I said, that might mean going out and practicing soccer, or if it's something different, it might mean practicing math or reading to them or the, any whatever it is that fits within that very important domain. Now, here's the interesting challenge, I think, that we find in our culture uh, in regards to self-esteem. Sometimes we as parents have the temptation that to create success means to do the project or do the thing for our child. So if it's a school project, we might, you know, really, really want it to turn out well because we believe that if it turns out just perfect, then they'll feel good about what they did and feel good about themselves. That would be doing it for them not with them. And I encourage you to do the projects or do the thing with them, but not for them. And so that means it's going to look a little bit different than what you might believe um, to be perfect. 
So the school project, for instance, I'm really, really interested in having a child create a project that is their work and a project that in which they feel good about the work that they did. So I might ask questions like, how do you feel about the work that you did on that? What do you like about that project? How'd it go? Was it challenging? Was it simple? What's the most important, interesting in fact that you learned while completing that project? So the idea is to help them feel good about the work that they did, not to have some predetermined standard or predetermined outcome for the project. So you might look at the project and be like, wow, this really wasn't um, how I hoped it would turn out. It's not as neat. It's not as detailed. It's not quite according to the rubric. But the important thing is that they feel good about how they did it and the work that they did there. Also, I want you to think about in supporting your child that presence, your presence, reduces anxiety. I have often found with my own kids that it's harder for them to do their homework when I say, hey, sit down and you do your homework at the table, as opposed to when I sit down with them at the table and maybe even I'm just sitting there next to them while they're doing their homework and not even necessarily helping them or, or uh, certainly not doing it for them. So just my presence can really help to reduce the anxiety and enable them to perform in a way that helps to build that self-esteem and helps them to feel the support from me in that particular domain in which they desire to grow. So helping to build self-esteem includes your support, which can include being doing it with them but not for them, and having your presence reduce anxiety. Second, support from parents is key, and also competence. When a child feels competent in an area that is important to them, their self-esteem is enhanced. So focus on providing lessons, and those are at-home lessons and possibly formal classes, but not necessarily. We, they don't have to be formal classes. Activities and competence-building experiences in the areas that are important to your child. As they build competence in those areas, their confidence will grow. And don't, don't uh, focus too much on too many areas. Maybe even narrowing down the focus um, can allow them to build competence in a certain area for a period of time and then move on to the next area at a different period of time. So thinking about those lessons that we provide for our children at home and maybe possibly formal lessons, but I really think this has to do with what are the things that are happening at home that are pushing your children just a little bit beyond what they're comfortable with to increase that sense of competence. Maybe that is doing the dishes. Maybe that is mowing the lawn for the first time. Maybe that's feeding the animals or uh, completing some other task that's important for the success of the home. There could be formal classes, workout classes, uh, sports activities, um, Boy Scouts, Girl Scout type activities that also create those senses of accomplishment when they're learning new things and being pushed beyond what they're capable of. Um, I also really enjoy the thought of competence building experiences. And so I think about developmentally appropriate responsibilities and challenges. So a challenge might be, a developmentally appropriate challenge might be for a 10 to 12 year old to ride their bike across the neighborhood to go to their friend's house and then calling home uh, to let, or calling back to their mom or dad to let them know when they've arrived. It might be delivering an object to a neighbor 
down the street a little ways that was needed to be delivered. Uh, so developmentally, um, developmentally appropriate responsibility. Also developmentally appropriate decision-making and choices. So when our children are very young, uh, choosing which shoes they want to wear or what color of shoes uh, you're going to buy for them might be a way of providing a developmentally appropriate choice. Uh, might also maybe what they're going to drink or what color of cup they're going to have their drink in for a very young child may be that developmentally appropriate decision-making and choice. As they make those maybe hundreds, maybe even thousands of choices over the course of their first couple of years, they learn how to make decisions and learn how to live with decisions that they don't that they made that were like, eh, I wish I didn't choose that one, or that they really liked. And so as they become older, moving into the late elementary and teenage years, they get more comfortable with the decisions they make. They become more competent and confident in the decisions that they're making. And then they're be making more responsible and healthy decisions for their life in a time of life, the adolescent years, when those decisions become more and more important. So if you're thinking about how to build your child's self-esteem first, remember what self-esteem is. It is the way that a child thinks about themselves in the academic realm and in the non-academic realm, broken down into a couple of different areas. And self-esteem um, goes down when there's a discrepancy between adequacy in one of those domains and the importance of that domain. I hope this was helpful. I would love to have some conversation with you about self-esteem, so feel free to comment on this podcast. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well, as the more reviews we get, the more uh, this information gets out to those who are listening and hoping to build a connected family. As always, I hope also that you'll share this on social media and get the word out to those who might be interested in connecting with their family, with me, and with other listeners of this program. Talk to you later, and see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Connected Family Podcast. We're dedicated to helping you build resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to help your child build self-esteem, please join our Facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash the Connected Family Podcast. This group consists of additional resources, discussion regarding episode topics, and support for building a connected family. You can also follow us on Instagram at Connections Family Counseling or our website at ConnectionsQuincy.com.